0: thank you for tuning into can you talk mental health today we have our one of one special guest miss asia jordan asia jordan was born in warner robbins georgia asia jordan is a mother to her amazing son miss jordan is pursuing her master's in public health at mercer university asia jordan loves to hang out with friends and family miss jordan has recently started playing tennis and hiking Asia Jordan is also a mental health, health literacy, and advocate for autism. One day, Ms. Jordan aspires to create a community group to educate at risk individuals about health literacy and its importance. Let's give a warm welcome to our special guest, Ms. Asia Jordan. Well, thank you so much again for joining us today, Ms. Asia Jordan. I'm so glad to be here, girl. And so today, guys, we will be discussing mom's mental health. And so I'm so ready to get right into this topic with you today, Miss Jordan. And so let's get straight into it. You ready? All right, I'm ready, girl. So in your opinion, in your words, what does motherhood mean to you? Motherhood means unconditional love.
1: Like I know every day whenever I wake up, I have to give 110% to my child, like no matter how... My mental health is or no matter how physically tired I am I know I have to get up and get after it for my kid whether it's making sure he's eating a balanced breakfast making sure we make it to school on time or he gets his naps in making sure he has a good dinner all of that
0: yeah. and play time of course and I love that because even though you say you know it's just the love that you have for your child I feel like you know not everybody gets that in from right. a mother so just you know, so admirable that that's your definition. It's just really just the love you have for your son and just being there. Yeah, because
1: honestly, whenever I first had him, you know, it was like a surprise child. So the first thing I was thinking about was, how am I going to wake up in the middle of the night and feed him these bottles? Like, how mm-hmm. am I going to do that? Because I've never had to do that before. Well, I've had to get up in the middle of the night every couple of hours and do that. And when I tell you I did it with no Hesitation, literally, wow. and I was like, "Wow!" Like I'm really a mom. It's like the instincts kicked in so fast. Like I would be half sleep, just making the bottles. He over here in my left arm. I'm just feeding him, patting him so he could burp. He mm-hmm. going back to sleep, and I do it repeat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it just came to you natural. Yes. So you think you was um, born to be a mother?
1: I wouldn't say that, because let me tell you, I, I feel like because I was the youngest, I was very spoiled. Like, oh. you know, I had two older siblings, and then in my mom's family, she had 13 siblings, including herself. And so I was like, not only the baby of my immediate family, but the baby of my extended family. Oh, so wow. I feel like growing up in that type of environment where I'm the youngest, I didn't really have to take care of any, you know, children like the older cousins and the older siblings did. So I was spoiled rotten and i don't want to be around any kids like you cannot pay me to babysit a child to feed them no none of that so i was not thinking like wow in this like in 2019 i'm gonna have a child i would have never thought that
0: yeah and how that would be for you
1: yes girl because i was a partier (laughs) i used to go out a lot so yeah that
0: lifestyle had to be gone had to okay bye Yes, (laughs) but it's so interesting that you mentioned that with how you know just you fundamentally and your family structure just being the youngest and how you thought it would be difficult for you but it seems like it was actually the opposite and so for our viewers who are listening today who may have those similar you know ideas that may be expecting what is um a way that you practice like self-care
1: Self-care for me was just to make sure that I pamper myself as far as getting my nails done, my toes done. Um, I like to go on drives. Like, I, I love to drive. I love to listen to my favorite music. Like, I love Florida music, like old Florida music, like the juke-type music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to get the dopamine going. <laughs> like, that was my form of self-care. Shoot, even going home... And I had a coloring book. I would color in that. I would listen to music. Just pretty much doing things that will soothe me. Things that don't involve a child screaming in my ear. <laughs> yeah. so
0: is that just kind of how you've just continued to maintain your self-care just since having Gio?
1: Yes. Also that, then plus, you know, I had my hobbies. You know, I started tennis. As I started tennis last year, I was going through, like, a rough patch with, like, a relationship. And so I was like, hmm, let me just start something It actually used to be something that me and my mom used to do together. Me and her used to play racquetball. Then we would play tennis, which is kind of sort of the same thing. So I was like, you know, let me just engage my inner child. Let me start tennis again. So I started doing, I started learning the fundamentals. And then I started hiking um, around like late last year. And, you know, I like to go like, Cascade Falls. Are so nice out there. And so that's been really helpful for your
0: mental health as yes,
1: well? Yes, like, because I'm actually vitamin D deficient. Okay. And I feel like, well, I was told that people that have, like, depression, you know, that's linked with, like, vitamin D deficiency. So getting that sun is very important. Yeah. Yes, I'm definitely an outside girly now. I'm
0: also from Texas, so... Girl, you gonna get
1: that sun? I need that sun because it's already like seventy five something in like the morning in like right. December. Can't
0: miss it, girl. So, <laughs> I, I'm fiending for some sun always. So just back onto our topic of mother's mental health. What has given you the most joy as a mother?
1: Honestly, seeing my son grow and learn every day because he has autism. Yeah. And so, you know, I was told that whenever he was first born, just because of my Birkin situation, that he would have a couple of developmental delays. And so, he's technically severely autistic. So, he's nonverbal and, you know, he's kind of behind. But, you know, every day he's starting to, like, teach himself how to talk. Like, he'll start making more vowel sounds, um he knows, like, to take me to whatever item he wants. Like, let's say if he's hungry, like an indicator to use if he's hungry, he will go get his little tray for the table that he eats with. He We also use a board. Like, we learned to um, use a board at his school because he goes to ABA therapy. Mm-hmm. So he uses a board. He can actually point to the items that he wants. So let's say if he wants one of his Gerber meals – And I have a little picture of it. He will tear it off and he'll bring it to me.
0: My background was in ABA originally when I graduated. Mm -hmm. So for any viewers who are listening, ABA therapy is an early intervention for children that are diagnosed with autism. It's just an intrusive cognitive behavior therapy. So if you know anyone who has a diagnosis, it is a great opportunity for children to be able to have early intervention to help kind of manipulate some of those behaviors so that they don't have those impairments and are able to, you know, gain the skills and those repertoires. So, does that give you joy, just just seeing him gain those milestones? Yes, because honestly,
1: he was kind of learning things along the way without ABA, but now that he's doing it, I see a total difference. Even in his behavior, like, he's more calm. He can sit down, mm-hmm. you know, for, like, five to ten minutes. Like, it was so hard to get him to sit at, like, a table yeah. or just sit in
0: a chair. But now he's so chill. That's awesome. And that's one of the first things that they teach in ABA mm-hmm. is to sit and, and time how long he can sit. So that's incredible and I and I'm glad to hear that. And that's one of the things like I loved about ABA is that and it does take a lot of time, but once you hit those milestones, it's one of the most rewarding feelings ever. Girl,
1: it is. I swear like and they work so well with me. Like whenever Gio goes to that school, when I tell you I, I pull up and they come and get him. Girl, he is not worried about me. Like, he <laughs> looks at me and he, like, runs off. And then the fact that he has friends that are just like him. Right. So they share, like, you know, similar behaviors mm-hmm. and they're not gonna be, I guess, like, weirded out about, you know, yeah. the stimming and type stuff. Like, I love that. And also the parents, just being able to hang out with the parents that have kids that you know deal with the same thing it's just a breath of fresh air yeah
0: and more support as well Mm, definitely
1: more support yeah
0: and I know we're kind of like going off topic but I just want to ask for my own like curiosity doesn't it feel good that the clinics are kind of like a school so that yes the, the kiddo doesn't know that they're like going to therapy they think they're just going to like school to literally play. school because yeah. like
1: he has an individual room that he's in i guess i, I feel like they're Everybody all structured does, the same yeah. way but they also have a group room mm-hmm. and, you know he has like his little trampoline that he plays in. they have this tent because let me tell you I went and bought all that stuff that they have in the classroom, and I bought it from my house.
0: Yeah, I have he a loves it.
1: girl. Yes, I have a <laughs> tent in my house. I have a little mini trampoline. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm actually about to buy a little rock climbing thing. I'm going to put it outside because, <laughs> like, you know, he loves that place so much. So whenever he goes home, I want it to be just like that setting yeah, too. You know,
0: same enriched environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And so. Just back onto our topic of mother's mental health and just you as a mother. Do you plan to raise your children any differently from how you were raised? Completely different. Completely different?
1: I was raised in a very old school household and the dynamic that my parents had was not the best. Like I had a dad who worked a lot he really wasn't active in our lives and you know he was still like there like in the house but you know just not emotionally there and I saw how I guess that dynamic between my parents how it affected me in adulthood and so yeah I want to make sure like I'm always there for Gio like whatever partner comes along for me that they can be there for him just as much and I want to be able to be in a household where I can be emotionally vulnerable I wasn't able to be like that at my house
0: yeah you
1: know so like now it's like if you can't get that from your parents, you seek it in anybody else, yeah. you know, so definitely going to be different now, I want to be more active too, um, as far as the extracurriculars because my parents weren't like, my mom was sick and of course it's not her fault, but because she was sick, there's a lot of things that she couldn't come to. I used to be in a lot of programs at school. I was involved in a lot of extracurriculars and I would look into the crowd and like nobody from my family was there.
0: Yeah. You don't want your yeah. son to grow up and experience that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm not
1: going to say, like, okay, yeah, it's completely different to, yeah, to an extent.
0: Some things are just circumstantial, like, mm-hmm. you can't avoid, but as long as the love is always there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and that's one thing we can appreciate. And so, that's awesome. Um, And so, what has been the biggest challenge you faced since becoming a mother?
1: Who definitely the autism diagnosis. Like, like I mentioned before, You know, whenever he was in the NICU, and you know, the doctor had came around for his rounds um, one day because Gio actually had a seizure at birth. Like, yeah, because um, you know, I had that. I didn't know I was pregnant type of story, and I just remember before the day that I gave birth, I was having these really crazy back pains, Mm -hmm. and I ended up going to the doctor. Like, I went to the med stop. And they were like, well, you just have, you know, some type of, like, UTI or whatever. And I was like, I've never had one of those before. That was very odd. So, they gave me meds for it. They said it would, you know, go away. I would will, I will be all right. Girl, it's like the next two days came. I was in so much pain. I could barely walk. I ended up going to work that day. I ended up, like, just saying, hey, y'all, I, I can't do it. Like, Wait, something's wrong. Were you
0: were you having contractions?
1: I guess so. Because I didn't oh, know I was wow. pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... I ended up going home. I hadn't even ate that day. I ended up drinking some cranberry juice. And, girl, my stomach started pulsating. I had no idea what was going on. I was literally about to lose my mind. So I ended up calling the ambulance because, like, at this point, I feel all this pressure in my rectum. I'm thinking maybe I'm just a little, you know. Yeah. Positive. Yeah. So, girl, I don't call the ambulance. Like, I'm literally hyperventilating. I'm about to lose my mind. And she's like, what's going on? I don't know. Like, she cannot articulate herself at all. Like, she's literally just as bad as me right now. So, um, I literally, like, cussed her out. And I hung up. But I did give her my address before I hung up, though. And so, I'm literally pushing I'm thinking that it's like... I'm yes. having a BM, But in reality, I'm giving birth. Yeah. So... At this point, I feel the head. So, I'm like, Lord Jesus. I just... Okay. I literally, like, stood up and I squatted. And I pushed him out. Myself. Wait.
0: Where, were you... You weren't at the hospital? No, I was at home. Okay.
1: Yes. I was at home. So, I'm like, dear God. What is going on? So... At this point, like, I pushed him out already, he's really in my arms, and I drove myself to the hospital, because I did not want to wait any longer, because the ambulance ended up not even coming. Actually, what happened was, my dad ended up telling me, like, the following day that they came to the wrong house.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, so I would've been S O L. So you drove yourself to the hospital? Yes, and
1: luckily, I stayed two minutes away, so girl, I definitely did the digital dash.
0: Wow. I know you were in pain
1: girl that adrenaline was pumping i didn't feel anything and to be honest that process wasn't as bad Did I feel anything like, I'm, I'm lying i, okay, like, I didn't I feel saying. something but i'm saying like like after he came out i wasn't like in pain it was like at a all. release
0: yes okay yeah
1: but like i was definitely like bleeding like there was blood all over like the front of my house because like i ended up going out the side door and i went in my car but yeah, like, I ended up going to the hospital, like, I parked by the, like, emergency, like, mm-hmm. lane or whatever. And I was like, um, I just had a baby. <laughs> so, they, like, got the little, like, wheelchair. Yeah. Then they, you know, wheeled me to, like, a gurney. And then they end up putting him in the little incub- not the incubator type thing, yeah. whatever it's called. And That's it was like, it. and it was like, it's a boy. Cause like he was crying and everything. And I was like, it's a boy. And, and I was side, like, huh? it's, a, it's a baby. First, <laughs> I was like, hold on, wait a minute, girl. It was crazy, but yeah, like obviously because I didn't have any prenatal care because I didn't know I was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Like he definitely had, you know, some issues that were, like, He had a seizure. He also had a pneumothorax. But, luckily, like, we got out of the hospital in, like, a week and a half. But, like I said, you know, because of everything that happened right at birth, they told me about the developmental delays. So, I was prepared for that. So, because we were in the NICU, because we ended up, after he stabilized, we ended up going to, um, like, I think it's Beverly Hills, Austin. That's, like, the NICU area in Macon. So, um... They pretty much had set me up with the Autism and Developmental Center because of the developmental delays. So, we was going like every three months. Basically, like quarterly, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, he's doing good. He's doing great. You know, he's meeting his milestones. Then, after nine months, that's like, I feel like that's one of the most critical ones. You know, you're crawling. You're trying to babble. That wasn't happening. He started to regress. So, I'm like, oh, dear baby Jesus. What? What's going to happen? Yeah. So, I kind of knew for a minute... And, and no, nobody wants you to, like... I guess, deem that as, like... You know, you're talking me your special needs. But a mother knows. You yeah. know? Because we used to watch this um, video on YouTube. And it was, like, some fruits. And they were basically, like, singing, dancing... These crazy colors. It was, it was, like, a black background with, like, neon fruit. Then it was, like, a white background with, like, you know... Neon colorful fruit. And I just remember... Putting it on, and it was meant for a child that was, like, four or five months old. It just kind of stimulates those senses that are supposed to be, I guess, that you're aware of at that, you know, stage in life. And he was terrified. And I was like, maybe he's having, like, a sensory overload. That's what happens with kids that have autism. Mm -hmm. Because my nephew has autism. Mm -hmm. So he was like that whenever he was young. He, He used to be very afraid of, like, being... You know, not thrown in the air, but kind of like, you know, swayed in the air. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a better word to say, swayed in the air. So I was like, you know, he's kind of having these same symptoms that he has. So I was like prepared for it. But like once the diagnosis happened, I was like, wow, this is really real. And it's not one of those situations where they're just like, oh, my God, like they're holding your hand. They're like crying with you. It's more yeah. like, a okay, they have autism. Let me give you this big pamphlet of resources get yourself together and figure it out yeah you know like they, they did talk it over with me but it wasn't like that come to that jesus detail, me, you know yeah. yeah it wasn't like i just remember getting this really big like pamphlet and i'm just like what am i supposed to be doing yeah this?
0: like i was just like i, I honestly had like panic attacks for like two weeks i remember one thing they used to teach us is like you can meet one person diagnosed with autism and you just met one person diagnosed with autism because every person differs. It's yeah. just some of those similarities of behaviors, but like every person is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Cause like, you know, I would look online at like, you know, parents that had deal with kids that have autism and, you know, see what they deal with versus mine. And Gio, even though he's severely autistic, he still doesn't have those issues that some kids have. Like some kids do not sleep like that much at all like Gio can go to sleep at 9, 9.30 he'll wake up at six thirty seven in the morning like sound asleep you know he still loves to eat a lot um, the texture of food that he eats is a bit different like yeah. he doesn't like anything crunchy but he definitely gets a nutrient-dense type meal like three yeah. times a day, so.
0: Well, I do want to give you your flowers here on Can You Talk Mental Health because as someone who started in ABA, I can say that when parents are so involved in the treatment, it's like the best thing ever, so mm-hmm. I just want to give you a round of applause for just being so adamant in your son's treatment, and I just wish you guys the best. <laughs> Thank you. All those milestones and just... Keep working at it. It takes a long time, but it's girl, worth it, it. does,
1: but thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: And I think that's probably why they don't do the, like, come to Jesus, because it's not the end of the world. People that are diagnosed with autism are actually very intelligent. Mm-hmm. It's just they don't have, they have the deficits to where it's something that's a barrier, but just breaking down those barriers.
1: Right, and girl, we are breaking them down. Like, I'm all big on research like anytime i saw him do something out of the ordinary i'm online
0: figuring it out girl yes i'm also
1: (laughs) on amazon finding things like girl my house is full of sensory toys toys for gross motor skills fine motor skills like girl we be on it
0: (laughs) i love it we'd love to hear it and so just back onto our topic of mother's mental health Um, I just, y'all know I love spicy questions, but we, we've been kind of, we've been a little, you know, deep, just shifted back to our mothers. And so just in regards to mothers, since you guys do wear so many capes and so many hats, do you feel as though there's any stereotypes that are placed on mothers?
1: Honestly, that mothers are overdramatic and they also feel like mothers can't have fun. I don't like that because I'm still young. I'm not young and turnt no more, (laughs) but I'm still young. So like we definitely deserve to get out of the house, to have fun, to show a little skin. You know, we don't have to be these nuns. Yeah. Like they want us to be, you Mm -hmm. know. Also stay at home moms because, you know, I did that and they think that stay at home moms are lazy, but no, like they say that. A full-time job is equivalent to being like a full-time mom or vice versa. Absolutely. Yes, because like, you know, you waking up, you're feeding them, and then you're homeschooling them, making sure that they're still going to meet these milestones. And, you know, like, that's hard.
0: It is. Doing that,
1: like, carrying a child. Talking to a child all day. <laughs> like, girl, it was so many days where I'm just like, I need some adult interaction. <laughs> like, I would get on the phone. Like, it was times where as soon as my kid would go to sleep, I would be dog tired. But because I needed that time to, like, stimulate, and talk to, mm-hmm. like, an adult, I would just call up the whole world. Yeah. Like, y'all, what y'all
0: doing? Just like, for a little little mommy moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like we see a lot of that once someone becomes a mother, it's like their personality is stripped. Like, you're no longer who you were before you were a yes. mother. You just have to be, right. like, society's idea of what a mother is yes and speaking of that
1: i grew up in a churchy type setting like you know i'm a very churchy girl I grew up in church so i remember like there was a younger girl that ended up becoming a mom and as soon as she became a mom like somebody told her she, she needs to cut her hair off Like, she doesn't need to have her long hair anymore and she came to church a couple sundays later and i promise you she had a 27 piece mm-hmm. like or like a little pixie cut like And she was nothing but 17, 18 years old. And I'm like, why would you do that to her? Like, she's still growing and learning herself. And she wants to keep this hairstyle. But you're making her take it away because she became a mom? Like, that's not fair.
0: like, strip her her whole idea yeah.
1: I guess, like, they want you to look like a mom. Because I'm not even going to lie. Whenever I first had Gio, like, I wore clothes that kind of covered me up more. I was wearing, like, long maxi dresses. I didn't show a lot of cleavage. But I was like... I'm only 21 years old. I can still look a little cute. I just got to look yeah. a little more modest, especially mm-hmm. like around Geo. And, you know, we, we're out doing stuff. But, yeah. you know, if I'm out trying to have me some fun with my friends, I'm sure a little something. Yeah,
0: I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you are still who you are at the end of the day. Right. You just... You know, you got your son, so yeah. you still you know, deserve gotta to have to Tone it down, down sometimes. And, yeah, you, know, you keep, know, keep it yeah. cute and Kitty, respectful Kitty, now. Yeah. We keep it classy, but <laughs> I think it's okay to go have a little fun. Mm-hmm. And I feel like since you just spoke a little bit about just for our youth, um, since this platform was created specifically with our youth in mind, I do want to ask you just in regards to teenage pregnancy, um, just what's one piece of advice if there is someone who is listening who is a young mother What's one piece of advice that you would give to them? Yeah, I'm going to be
1: blatantly honest. If you just got pregnant, you know, and you, I guess, are, you know, basically about to have a child, if you do not have the means, like, financially or mentally to take care of that kid, please let someone adopt them. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. Like, people love to say that you have a village, but... At the end of the day, that baby's going home with you at night. That baby's laying out in your house. So, if you don't have the means to take care of it, then let somebody adopt him. even if it has to be a family member. Yeah. You know, because, like, you know, a lot of poverty-stricken type families, it all, they, they stem from unplanned pregnancies. And, you know, the moms that end up keeping the child, you know, but some, some sometimes the situation can get better, but, you know... Never feel like you're a bad mom for doing what's best for your child and giving them up if you have to.
0: Yeah, and I feel like there's an emphasis on, like, what's best for your child Mm -hmm. because that gets taken the wrong way. Because what you're saying is, like, you financially are not in a position to take care of a child you mentally cannot take care of a child so you're doing that child a dissatisfaction by trying to do that and you know that you can't mm-hmm. so if you have other options that are better for the child you're actually doing more favor to your child right than harm. and i feel like that's really great that you shared that mm-hmm. especially for our young women who may be listening Because we see a lot, too, I feel like, nowadays where young women will have a baby and then try and do something crazy and, like, ruin their whole life trying to get rid of a baby that they just never, you know, knew that they could keep.
1: And it doesn't have to be like that, you know, just carry it to term and, you know, if you want to reach out to an adoption agency, I guess that's how that works Mm -hmm. and find a nice family because I actually know, like, a family where it was multiple kids that were, like, born to the family and one end up getting, like, adopted, and I saw how she flourished compared to the ones that actually stayed with the family, and it just kind of shows how, you know, once you get into a loving family, you can, you know, get that support and just be greater, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: environment is everything, mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah, that was that was great. And there's also um like baby drop boxes that are usually at like your fire department, your fire stations, where you don't even have to contact anybody. You you can literally just drop the baby in the box. Okay, I didn't. And no questions asked. That was just a movie. No, it's real life. Like you can look at them. They're usually at like your fire stations, and you don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to say anything. If you legitimately cannot care for your child, you can leave it, and it will be safe and fine, and nothing will happen to you. I did not know that. It's real. See, yeah, so no, yeah, so there's
1: no excuse to, you know, take a short name measures if you're pregnant and don't want to keep the child. Like, Absolutely. there's so many options out there.
0: Yeah. And so, okay, so we got to get back into the tea since we got deep <laughs> I want to go back to the tea and so today's spicy question with miss mm-hmm. asia jordan and by the way you guys if y'all are listening to this right now in the month of july you guys go and tell me and miss asia jordan happy birthday because it's, it's it. our birthday, birthday <laughs> it's cancer season y'all know y'all love us yes <laughs> uh, so go tell us happy birthday right now uh but back to our spicy question Hmm. So, Mm. Miss Jordan, I got you in the building today. Yes, honey. Speaking for our moms, so you got to do your big one with this answer. Yeah, I'm going
1: to be real honest.
0: Do you feel like dads have it easier? (gasps)
1: Dads especially have it easier, especially if they're, like, not with the mother, you Mm. know? Because, like, the mother is going to be with the child primarily. Like, we literally carry these kids in our womb for nine months so they're going to be attached to us anyway so we they definitely have it way easier because like you know their dads are just weekend dads they don't go to appointments you know they don't take them back and forth to school they weren't up with us or them you know getting the bottles ready you know doing the little things like they have it too easy like all they gotta do is go get them food and go mm-hmm. take them to the playground on like the weekend,
0: and they're like
1: golden Girl, yes. <laughs> and it's like... And then, you know, kids go outside of the home and they act way different. Like, they mm-hmm. act way better with other folks. And so, we really... Yeah, so they act like
0: Chucky with us. And then go be like a oh, little yes.
1: Girl, yeah. Just like a sacrifice kids, Yeah. Too. And right. I think
0: that's why it's important that we did mention that about our young girls. Because... You might be in one of those situations where it's just you and then you're the one that's gotta you know deal with that and if you can't deal with it just know your options out there
1: yes because you know i am a single mom and like my village is small but it's strong like the person that keeps my kid primarily is like an older cousin of mine that used to babysit me when i was a kid wow. so crazy and it's like she lives in the house that my whole family grew up in—it was like like a really old house, but it was like renovated. Mm-hmm. So like you know, Gio be out there with like, girl, the cows, oh, wow. the donkeys, like it's really like a farm, and then like there's like a really big house. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, like I am grateful for my village.
0: Yeah, and it does take a village.
1: Girl, it surely does. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. But just like you said, at the end of the day, you have to go home with your baby. Right. So even though you have that village, it's still you. It's still me, and that's yeah. why.
1: To go back to what I was talking about with the whole, you know, making sure that you're financially, you know, able, immensely able to take care of a kid. Because the baby will come and they'll be like, Yeah, we're going to be here for you. Because my family said the same thing. Because I'm not going to lie to you. Because Gio was unplanned. I thought, What if adoption is like a good option for me? Because I knew nothing about taking care of a kid and I want to make sure that he was going to be in the best hands. And I didn't know if I was. So I, I remember my family, went, Yeah, we're going to be here for you. We're going to make sure, girl. I promise you, nobody kept Gio till he was one years old. Mm. And they were like, well, that's just an old school thing. We, we, we don't we don't keep babies till they won. But y'all said y'all was going to be here. Yeah. Nobody, barely anybody came to visit me. Like, even with my friends, like, it was only a handful of them that actually, like, sat there with me and hung out with me until, like, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Actually, I
0: want to give a, can I give a shout-out? Absolutely. You know I love some shout-outs.
1: I want to give a shout-out to Kimberly Fonseca. <laughs> I met her at Chick-fil-A whenever me and her worked there and I remember the day I gave birth to Gio, like she was on it. Like she came to the hospital, gave me flowers, she brought me food. This girl was with me all the time. Like I would have I had so many nervous breakdowns, especially because I, you know, I deal with like mental mental health type yeah. issues. And it was she, so sudden too. Yes. Yeah. Cause my mom had died three mm-hmm. months before that. Girl, she would come to my house and she would cook for me. She would fold my clothes. Like, I'll be over, over here just crying, just trying to get get myself together. Gio was in her left arm. She cooking like she's a mama. Like, wow. when I tell you, I don't know what I would have done without her. Until this day, she's still involved. Like, me and her don't talk as much. Because, mm-hmm. you know, life be lifing. But, yeah. like, girl, she will host his birthday parties and all still. <laughs> like, when I tell you, I have so much love for that girl. Like, she does not know how much she saved me. Yes.
0: Okay, well, shout out to Kimberly. Let's yes. give her a round of applause. Kimbo life. So I like to call it. Yes, we need those friends that know how to be a friend when you need a friend. Yes, so shout absolutely. Out to you, girl. Yes. And I feel like that kind of segues into something else that we were going to talk about today. It's just like, um, what I see is when, you know, you become a parent, it's like you might see relationships fade off because people don't have that same time for you, it seems like, now that mm. you have a child. So I just want to ask, for your personal opinion, has any of your relationships shifted in your life since becoming a mother?
1: Girl, absolutely. Because like I said earlier, because I was a party animal and I was out every weekend, I feel like the friends that I acquired were pretty much the ones that I hung out with in a party setting. And once I had Gio, I was no longer a circus of them. So, mm. you know, like I remember one time, like this is during Gio's like infancy stage. There was a party that my friends threw. Well, it was like my, some of my work friends and I just remember like I'm over here I'm still like the new mom so I'm over here like yawning I'm not dancing they're over here like Aja come on dance I'm like y'all like I'm chilling I'm vibing it mm-hmm. was like you're not fun anymore yeah I was like dang like I just became a mom do you expect me to out here twerking on the ground still <laughs> like I'm tired yeah but you know like yeah that's how it was like you know I only had like a handful of friends that really like stuck by me and I knew that's how it would be. I was told that from a lot of friends. And they definitely told me from a bitter standpoint. So I knew yeah, how it hurts. was going to be. Yeah. yeah, And it, it kind of hurt me a little bit. But, you know, I was just like, this is just going to weed out who's not for me. Right. And, you know, you got the good with Gio, the bad. Yeah.
0: And if they can't appreciate, you know, you as a mom, they can't appreciate your son. So they shouldn't right. be around anyway.
1: Because, mm-hmm, God forbid, you know, we made plans and I can't come because Gio sick. Now they're like, well, screw you. Yeah.
0: And I was like, yeah.
1: I can't do it. It's that. never
0: your friend to begin with. Mm-hmm. Again. But I feel like that's something that, you know, mothers experience, especially with your identity being stripped, it's, like, a part of it, because, like, you're not mm-hmm. used to
1: be... And crazy thing is, though, like, it'll return back to normal, because, you know, whenever I first had you, it was in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, like I said before, you know, the my cousin that keeps him, now she didn't keep him until, like, a year or so later, which was, you know, cool, because, like, you know, still a new mommy. And then, you know, COVID happened... So still didn't go nowhere, but like 2021, 20, I was definitely outside way more. And I'm definitely way more outside now. And so like I've kind of gotten back to like the older me mm-hmm. and now they they be trying to come back in. I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, man, he wasn't with me when I was not shooting in the gym, yeah. but over, over
0: here making these bottles. Right. Well, you was evolving. Yeah. You want to be there when you, you got to that place. Yeah. y'all didn't want to be there during the But no. The growth. We, we yeah. not here. No, Which is crazy how people are, because it's like, did you think I forgot? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, some people
1: like to say, you know, it's okay to separate, you know, your friends who you can call on, your friends who you can party with, your friends who you just, I guess trauma bond with and I'm like no like if you can't be the all in one friend for me like then you just an associate like I don't want nothing
0: more from you than just leave you at a a distance right because what is a friend that's like for a certain setting girl you'll be amazed how people's minds are girl
1: there are so many people out here that'll literally think like you need to categorize your friends and I'm like that's not me like my two best friends um Cheyenne and Paris like those are my girls where we can party together we've definitely cried together and we've definitely thought about goals and aspirations together
0: yeah so you got all in one mm-hmm. you know gotta differentiate definitely don't and that's what it's about because who wants to have like oh i'm going through this let me call this person yeah like, i yeah so i never really, yeah that <laughs> is so
1: weird like that would make me feel like i really need to question you know their position in my life
0: right and so it's as sad as it is that you kind of have to, you're you kind of forced into that when you become a mother because you kind of mm-hmm. people just start revealing themselves. But I'm happy to see that you're getting back to yourself and yeah, we outdoors, girl, not, outside outdoors. not outside, outdoors, girl, it's, yes, cancer season, we, talk, we sucking up yes. the sun, getting the vitamin <laughs> i I'm trying to be, <laughs> yes, just back to our topic of mother's mental health. I know that we've discussed like you as a mother during your journey, you shared a lot with our our viewers today and so just um just your more piece about after having geo and just more into your mental health do you feel like you experienced any postpartum
1: oh yes it was bad like i don't know if it was a mixture of a autism diagnosis or if it was just depression in general because i do suffer from depression um and i actually it used to be bad i used to have like panic attacks like and they would always be at the beginning of the year And I think it would be just because of the weather. It was really gloomy. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it was the holidays. And the fact that I lost my mom in February of 2019, Mm -hmm. that's what made it even worse. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like I wasn't able to share that moment with her. And then it's like the holidays were bittersweet. Girl, even graduating was bittersweet. I just remember, like, driving to graduation crying. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I had lost my mom. And, you know, she couldn't experience being a grandmother to my child, you know? So, like, I definitely went through it, but I told myself, like, this year, I was done with being depressed. Like, I made sure I got help. Like, I started Wellbutrin, like, some Mm -hmm. weeks ago, and I like to do things to make sure I stimulate those, you know, brain chemicals. Yeah, I like to go outside. I love to, you know, music. I love to have fun, like, because I just told myself i can't be the mom that i need to be i can't give my 110 percent to my child if i don't even have the energy to for it. yourself yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. which i think is very admirable that you are just so like honest with yourself to even know like okay i have these limitations on me like i need, mm-hmm. to, I need to do better for me so i can be better for my son right so i just want to commend you thank that's you that's awesome and also, just, like, the piece about mental health, the biggest thing is, like, your triggers and just being aware of things that, you know, that will cause you to have that that episode of, like, experiencing depression. Yes. Like you said, like, the seasonal... Um, with the weather, I know a lot of people deal with that, like seasonal depression. And then also the holidays are really rough Mm -hmm. when you, when you're like, especially after COVID, I feel like COVID just took so much from everybody. It just makes us appreciate those Mm -hmm. moments even more.
1: And people don't realize either that whenever you have a child with special needs, the holidays are especially hard because there's things that I want to be able to do with Gio or places that I want to take him that he really can't tolerate. Because, you know, like I said, he has sensory issues. Yeah. yeah, like, he'll be overly stimulated. You know, like he loves being outside in open space, in an environment that's not too controlled. But, like, if I were to take him to see some lights, like, he might flip out. Yeah, he'll be scared. Right, yeah. or just simply going to visit family members, especially having family members that aren't really knowledgeable of autism and what mm-hmm. it does to kids or how it affects them. Like, if we're not in a controlled environment... I'm not going and yeah. that used to make me feel a little sad too because I still want to go out but the older he's gotten it's gotten better because like I said um, the house that he goes to whenever you know, my cousin babysits him that's a family house so they'll have gatherings up there and we went to a family gathering for the first time like in March it was my late uncle's birthday and they had a DJ out there and it was a lot of people and Jill was like out there like he would just do Living everybody yeah good. but it's cause he's used to it so you know I'm finding out That's now awesome. like as long as he as long as I expose him and stuff and he gets used to it then he'll do better yeah. so you know I'm learning through it now Slowly, yeah. mm-hmm. y'all are
0: learning together yes. yeah.
1: and it's the little things too like I'll go to my brother's house. I have a brother he stays in Sandy Springs and as soon as me and Gio pull up like, the loud music is off, his shows are on, awesome. you know, he has, like, an iPad ready, if I finally forgot mine at home, he'll have snacks, he even has, like, a little table for Gio to sit at, you know, whatever he wants to eat, privately, do his own little thing, mm-hmm. he even has a little room for him to sleep in whenever we stay the night, and so I love that, you know, my family can actually accommodate Gio yeah. in many ways, and so, like, immersed yes, too. that helps so much. It it makes me feel like included and involved.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and I really love you for sharing that with us too because for anyone who may be listening, whose family may be listening, maybe they have um, someone in the family who has a child that's diagnosed with autism, just understanding how important it is that you also become knowledgeable because Mm -hmm. it does stem from a lack of knowledge. A lot of things is just a hindrance of knowledge, but as we mentioned, Anyone diagnosed with autism is extremely intelligent. It's just right. barriers, and it's just learning what works for them. So if you mm-hmm. love someone who's diagnosed with autism, you need to learn what they love and how yes. to, and just how to really adapt to them. Yes. But thank you so much for sharing that, because I feel like people need to hear that, especially people who are not in the role of the parent, and maybe just a family member, and right. don't understand, like, it's very important, those different environments that mm-hmm. you are also playing a factor of what is, you know, comforting mm-hmm. to your child.
1: Because it's the little things. Like, like I said, you know, Gio has sensory issues when it comes to eating. So he doesn't like crunchy food. So, like, one time somebody tried to offer him, like, some chips and he, like, swatted. swatted. Yeah. And they're like, what's wrong with him? He doesn't want to eat from me. I'm like, he doesn't eat that at all Yeah, it's like they'll get offended for the way that he acts but it's just like this is just how Gio is programmed Mm -hmm. like don't get offended also he is a child so don't get upset with the child first off you know what I'm saying? Like, like people, number one. <laughs> people just be a little. Yeah, you know? some
0: people are very, like, like I said, it's just a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then it's also, it also becomes, like, ignorance, though, because you can, like, have a lack of knowledge, but if you're just doing things but not even trying to get right. knowledge, then you're just it's just ignorant. Because the internet has all the resources, it has everything. To, so
1: you could learn about it, because my cousin that keeps him, oh, she has so many papers, <laughs> booklets, whatever about autism like she'll text me and call me like hey i learned this the other day and i'm like this is why i trust you with my kid because i know that you're going to do the work to make sure that he's comfortable in your presence
0: yeah and one thing i will encourage anyone who's listening any parents who may you know think or anyone in their family who may think their child may have a diagnosis um the dsm-5 was revisited so before Mm the dsm-5 was revisited Um, anyone who was diagnosed with autism basically was receiving a misdiagnosis or they weren't receiving a diagnosis Um, because it wasn't covered by insurance. mm -hmm. So whenever they redid the DSM-5, the DSM is where it's all of your diagnosis for mental health. So that's what any professional is going to use to diagnose someone. Mm -hmm. So once they redid that next edition, it allowed more people to be diagnosed with autism because like we mentioned, one person is just one person. So it, right. it, it varies from so many different people that it wasn't a clear definition at one time. Mm-hmm. So isn't that so incredible? Like it's still evolving today right. to what a diagnosis of autism is. Because I think because it's like,
1: well, I feel like all mental health things, well, it, obviously you show certain behaviors, but mm-hmm. with autism, it's literally like behavioral type stuff. Because whenever my son got tested, I forgot what test they did, but... They literally just played with him. Mm-hmm. You know so like You can't ask... It's not like you no know, questions, like, you know, true or false, or, you know, levels one to five, or, you know, whatever. It was just... They were playing with him. They, they saw how he played with toys. They saw that he only played with parts of toys. They saw the noises he would make, like, the stimming, and they knew already, like, this is autism. Yeah. You know? So maybe that's why it was hard to classify what autism
0: yeah. was. Yeah. And I just feel like it shouldn't be like a negative Cognition with autism Because like I said once you You have the barriers but you know Just working through them and Mm finding out what works for you We have like in the clinic setting, when we had kiddos that were nonverbal, we would teach like uh, the core questions like, what is your name? What is your parents' name? Where do you live? What's your phone number? Because even though you may come up to the child and essentially they are nonverbal, they don't speak, but through ABA, if we can teach them at least what's their name, what's his parents' name, what's your address, what's your phone number, then if they get lost, they can answer those questions. Right. And that's something that I saw. Like mm-hmm. I I saw nonverbal kids be, being able to answer what their name was mm-hmm. what their parents name was so it's just just time and work because Gio it.
1: can identify like pretty much anybody in my immediate family they were working with him where we had to cut out pictures of people in my immediate mm-hmm. family even my cousin that babysits him and you know the acts like who's mommy and he can he point her, yeah. and that is me you know what I'm saying? like I said he also uses the peck board exactly to get the items that he likes like it's never a time where I don't know what Gio wants because mm-hmm. he can communicate that to me non-verbally, whether it's the pegboard or he'll get items from the house that indicate this is what I want to do. He will even grab my hand and he will take me to the microwave yeah. if, he hungry, if he's hungry or he'll take me to the countertop. Or let's say if I have like a wrapper that might be laying around of an item that he eats like, girl, don't let him find a no fruit snack wrapper. <laughs> he is going to bring it to me, put it on the table
0: and let you and like eat. Right, and I feel like that's such a clear indicator of, like, how smart Mm -hmm. someone diagnosed with autism is, because you mean to tell me that you're basically essentially nonverbal, but you can tell me what you want. Right, girl, I promise you, I know
1: everything that Gio wants. Like, people always ask me, How do you know what he wants? Like, they'll see me just, like, navigate my way through the house as soon as, like, Gio gets frustrated. And I'm like, oh, he wants this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do you know this? I'm like, well, first of all, I'm his mom, so I know everything. (laughs) But, you know, Gio has his way of communicating with me, and Mm -hmm. it's just so awesome to see.
0: Yeah, and I think that's incredible. And just, like, continuing to encourage that with your support group. And then, again, for anyone listening, like, you have to, like I said, in the clinic, when we saw, like, the most transforming in session, because you can sit and go to therapy, but once you leave therapy, you leave therapy. So, it's really, like, what you're doing at home is yes. going to be the most helpful, because you can't be, you know, in the therapy right. all the time. Because so.
1: ABA is literally from, like, 9 to 1 o'clock, you know right. what I'm saying? So, it's like... I have the rest of the time at home to do what what I have to do so yeah it, it starts at home honestly
0: absolutely and then making sure you know you don't want them to go to a setting where they're being taught this positive behavior and you're not reinforcing it and then they might lose the repertoire girl um,
1: they emphasize that so much because I have to do caregiver training mm-hmm. like and that's what I love about ABA too they just won't do this therapy and you know let the kid go home like I have to study my own stuff I have to do homework myself like I had to do some ABC questionnaire about like new and existing behaviors that Gio has and I had to like put it in these boxes, and talk about, like, the reinforcements, and I'm like, dang, I'm in school again, <laughs> like, I'm already in school, like, I'm really in school again, with might as
0: this. well get
1: certified, right, girl, but, like, when I tell you, like, they don't play around, like, yeah. and that, that lady, that was his, um, caseworker or case manager, like, she did not play with, play with me, like, she would even email me throughout the week, like, did you do your homework? I'm like, yeah. Because aye, aye. Yes. they don't want those on, yeah, yeah, they don't want, and, and I love that because yeah. you know that definitely keeps me on my toes. Because I'm not gonna lie it can get easy to get a little lazy with some some of the work, especially because, like, he's not actively saying, Mommy, let's do this, Mommy, let's do Mm -hmm. that. I have to be the one. Yeah, it's definitely, and it's always on me anyway because I'm a parent, but it's just different whenever you have a kid that's, like, nonverbal because, like, he he really will stay chill all day if
0: you let him. Yeah. So I have to make sure that I put in that work. And contrive the environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's awesome, and I feel like that's why it's, is so admirable as you as a parent because you're just so, like, aware but so involved and immersed. And, like, I mean it for real because anyone who listens and worked in the clinic with me, they're going to be, like, saying the same thing. <laughs> and I'm telling you, like, it's hard work, but it's even more difficult if the parents are not involved. It's, yeah. it's the most gut-wrenching feeling if you know, like, you can do all this work, but if they go home and the parents aren't doing anything. Right. Because I don't know if people actually talk about it a lot, but, like, the turnover
1: rate for the ABA therapist is very high. It is. Like, the place that he goes to, yeah, like, he's probably went through four or five of those therapists. Yeah. And there would be times where he would have to be out for, like, a week or two because there was nobody to, you know, teach him. So I just remember, like, we had took up, like, a month. It was, like, right before Christmas. And whenever he came back, they said he had no regressions. Awesome. Because like, you he kept ju- it up in the right. house. Right. Like yeah. he jumped back in. I made sure whenever we did the caregiver trainings, I still had to do caregiver trainings. I told him to, like, please make me a list of the items that he plays with at school so we could still keep that same vibe going. So, like I told you, I bought the mini trampoline. Like, I just bought that not too long ago. Um, he has, like, a little slot, like the Fisher Price slot he was playing because he was doing physical therapy and speech, too. I made sure I got toys for, you know, gross motor skills, like, Girl, I had I have my own ABA room at
0: home. Yeah, if, if we gonna be honest sensory room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's amazing because I know um with COVID we had a lot of kiddos that regressed. So they would go mm-hmm. home and then there would not be any you know interaction as far as ABA goes, and then they would regress back. So yeah. Just again, hats off to you. <laughs> Thank you. And keep killing it because once you once you meet those milestones, it's gonna be all worth it. Girl, I
1: know it is like. Well, I'm so happy to, you know... I guess be able to see his
0: progress in the future. Yeah. And then you can already see it, too. Because you're just... You know, you're watching at such a small scale. So, you, you know, like... Mm-hmm. The hard work is going to pay off. Yes. Because at
1: this point, I'm just ready for him to start talking. And it's crazy. I had a dream the other night. We were at, like, a... It was some type of party setting. And I just remember, like, seeing this figure... Like, far away from me sitting in, like, a chair. And I feel like it was my mom. Like, that's like that's how I felt in a in dream. And I remember, like, she was playing with Gio. Somebody was playing with Gio. And I was like, come on, now we got to, you know, sing a happy birthday. She was like, I got this. And I kid you not, Gio ran to me in the dream and started talking and said, Mommy, I want cake.
0: Oh wow!
1: And I was like, "Is this like a sign, like that he's gonna start, start talking, talking soon?" Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, like, I said, you know, he's been, you know, saying his vowel sounds, and it's like he's been trying to say so. Like, I, like he tried to tell me good morning the other day. Like, he was like, "Good, good morning." I'm like. Say it. Say it, yeah. Yeah, so
0: one day you just gonna like fall out. Girl, like,
1: yes, and he would not be able to stop talking, I know, because he gonna be like his mommy. Once you get him, they can be like, yes. yes. But also like I saw where Tony Braxton's son had graduated from high school and they were like, Um, Tony Braxton's son graduated, he no longer has autism and I'm like, What? Yeah. Like you don't get rid of that. Right. You know, it's like it's and it's like it kinda just I guess implied it was, like, a bad thing. Like, oh, my God, he, he got rid of it. You yeah. know, I was like, that was just so crazy of him to say.
0: Right, and I feel like that goes back to, like, that piece about people just need to educate themselves. Yes. It's, like, if you don't know about something, just don't speak don't on even, it. Because yeah, then even. you're just being ignorant. Yeah, because they were definitely giving her the
1: business Yeah, she said what she said.
0: Even with autism, even if it is a misdiagnosis, once you receive a diagnosis, it doesn't go away like Mm -hmm. it's for life i
1: wish people knew that so
0: fyi anybody listening please let's get educated and not be ignorant and say things from not knowing it's okay if you don't know but it's Mm -hmm. not okay to speak on stuff like you know
1: right because you know you come to me about i'm gonna gonna try and keep it cute but well
0: i'm gonna just tell you (laughs) it's giving ignorance be real about it. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Um, and then also, just like what you shared, anyone, if you don't know, like once you receive a diagnosis of autism, it is for life. It's not something that you just mm-hmm. get out of. Even if you reach all of your milestones, you're just going to always have your diagnosis. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Especially if there's anyone listening who has a diagnosis of autism. There's nothing wrong with it. That You're beautiful. You're capable. and. Yes. Keep on doing you and keep on shining the way that you are. Yes, just like my baby Gio. Yes, just like Gio. (laughs) Shout out to Gio. (laughs) And so I do want to go ahead and reflect more about you. We have discussed so much about you as a mother, as the amazing mother that you are. And I just want the viewers to understand more about you, Miss Asia Jordan. And so just... With everything that we have discussed today, how has your lived experiences shaped who you are today?
1: I have been shaped to a more nurturing woman, and I love that for me. Like, um, just recently, I had a sibling of mine, he had a stroke, and I end up putting on multiple capes. And I did my thing. I just remember, like, going back and forth to Birmingham to go visit him. I had his children. Like, they were at my house for, like, a week straight. Then they would, you know, come every other week. And I just remember cooking three times a day. I'm taking these kids out and about doing stuff. And I'm like, this was never – like, I never thought that this would be me. Yeah. I never thought that I would be – in the kitchen cooking. Like, literally. You know what I'm saying? Or being so loving. Or, like, they will call me, like, TTH, I love you. I miss you. I want to see you. Like, I never thought that, like, I would get unconditional love from a child. Like, mm-hmm. ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, I had that with Geo. But I just never knew that kids in general would love me because I was not likable from kids at a point. So I feel like that actually says a lot about how I've grown as a person because kids used to go the other way when, when they saw me. But now kids gravitate toward me. I could be out anywhere and I can see a child and automatically go in mommy mode. And mm-hmm. and you know, of course like you think that'll happen to you anyway because you know, you're a mom or whatever, but it doesn't. Like, yeah. there, I know moms that legit only like their kid and that's it. Yeah. But I've grown to love all children. I've grown to be more nurturing, like, loving. Like, people tell me all the time, like, AJ, your mom would be so proud of you for, like, who you are today because, mm-hmm. like, you do so much for so many people. Like, because I'm also the youngest child and the only girl. And, you know, they say in every family, like, the oldest daughter, like, the only daughter, and that's, like, the family manager. Mm-hmm. So that's me. Like, I'm the one that... Regulates everyone's emotions I'm the one that puts people in their place like I act like like I'm that girl in yeah. my family you know and I was like I never thought I would have to take on like that role these many, these many roles or yeah. that role specifically but I'm doing it and like people always tell me like I'm really my mom's golden child.
0: Yeah, because you know
1: I do so much. Like my dad would tell me all the time, like I don't know what we will do without you. Without Asia. you,
0: yeah, yeah. So you are that girl. Yeah, you period. Can name all of it. <laughs> yeah, yes. and, and that's what's up for real. Because what we just mentioned when we first started was that you were fearful that you might not be capable of even just for geo. And now it's mm-hmm. like look at how much you've grown in like a really a short amount of time from Yeah. So now you're like, Mother Teresa. Girl, that's what (laughs) what I tell
1: you. Like, if there's like a family crisis, my phone is blowing up. I'm like, what y'all think I'm finna do? Cause I'm together. the youngest. Like, and then it's like, my siblings are 7 and 10 years apart from me. So they're really supposed to be the ones to have it all together. They're supposed to be like the emotional glue. But it's me. Yeah. Me, the 26 year old. like,
0: Yeah, just well, figure it out. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like,
1: there's just no way that y'all really got me out here doing this. Like, even when it comes to family events, like, I have to orchestrate everything. I'm calling everybody. You bring this. You bring that. <laughs> okay, let's rendezvous at this time. Let's do this at this time. Like, I'm over here, like, getting these folks together.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure they can appreciate that. Yeah, like, oh yeah they, it, yeah, they do. They do. They're, like, gonna be a mess if they don't.
1: Girl, they really going to be a mess because, like, I'm in a family full of men. <laughs> so they already are not are, are all the way there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I definitely gotta <laughs> get, them yes, trying, girl. Trying to get them together. Yeah. to
0: plan. That's gonna be right. I
1: think that's why, if I deal with anybody, I know this kind of off topic, but, like, anybody that I date... I love when they plan stuff. Yeah, like you because I'm always that one. yes. Yeah, just mm-hmm. taking that off of you. That girl, yes, because yes. yes. I'm in like decision making. Like I can already do it. I'm already making some mean decisions. Please make a decision for me. Yeah, please, dear girl.
0: <laughs> Just having somebody to lift that weight off of you because you're doing it for everybody else, mm-hmm. which is understandable that's awesome and I just want to ask you um if there's just anything that you want our viewers to know about you anything you want to discuss that we haven't discussed today for anybody listening any viewers
1: I just really want to say like anybody that's a mother out here that's doing it alone I promise you you can do it like if I can do it you can do it like I feel like I've endured like the craziest events of my life you know losing my mom in february having a surprise child in april you know what i'm saying dealing with depression and then you know everything that's surrounding you know my son's circumstances like it gets hard but i promise you if you put in the work and you keep god first like you will be unstoppable amen amen to that girl i just got church right quick <laughs>
0: you know you got our full support on Kane talk mental health so y'all make sure that y'all stay tapped in with miss asia jordan and support her journey and supporting little geo reach all his milestones and shout out to your village shout out to all your best friends shout out to your real friends that have been there to support you on this journey Mm -hmm. and thank you so much again for coming onto the platform and being that voice for mothers because mother's mental health should be talked about it should be talked about Mm. the fact that identities are stripped and that there's a lot of stereotypes that get placed on a woman when she becomes a mother so just thank you so much for just being vulnerable and having this conversation with us today
1: girl it was a pleasure because honestly I've been on other podcasts before but I wasn't able to talk about my birthing story to talk about like my journey with my mental health you know being a mom so I'm glad that I can Say what I had to say because I haven't been able to, and I'm, I'm just so happy to be here.
0: Yes, and then especially for anyone who, you know, struggles with mental health their struggles with not having that support system, I want you guys to know that you have a safe space here on Can You Talk Mental Health, and we support you. We support your mental health and just your authentic journey, and if you guys need anybody to talk to, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to us, especially yes. for our advocates that are coming on here and sharing their stories that are being a voice for you and that are representing you, any single moms, any moms that have children diagnosed mm-hmm. with autism, any unexpected, you know, childbirth. We have to stick together. We're stronger together than we are divided. Yes. Absolutely, and so thank you so so much again, my birthday twenty, Miss yes, Angel so It's cancer season, okay? <laughs> it's cancer season, and y'all better be telling us happy birthday right now.
1: Right now at twelve o'clock. <laughs> right.
0: For it's July. It's not 10. even, July tenth. It don't even gotta be July tenth because it's cancer season. It's our birthday all month. <laughs> yes,
1: send me money too.
0: Well, thank you so much again to Can You Talk Mental Health viewers for sitting with me and Miss Asia Jordan. And as always, I hope you guys find clarity in knowing that you are not alone in your unseen battles. Thank you so much for tuning into Can You Talk Mental Health. Can I talk to you soon?